grinding. L hit me, said it's all about the timing. If you want the vision, get the spinning. My mama told me trust in God, it's never limits. Now I'm on the scoreboard, running up the digits. I put in work, you know I'm up to get it. Early bird gets the Yankee fitted. Alongside in high school, and we're sitting here today because you know Richie Gonzola. Got, you're a guy that is a very ambitious dude. You wear, you know, multiple caps. You have two, you know, beautiful daughters, and you know, you're living your life here in, in Las Cruces. But more importantly, you're brought onto this show just due to the fact that you know how much gro- I've, how much growth I've seen you make. Thanks. You know, coming from high school, coming from certain situations in your life, and being able to turn that around for yourself and be in the position that you're in now, and you know, doing really well, like. That's huge. Yeah. And I feel like that's a story that needs to be told. Yeah, man. Thanks. Um, appreciate it. And, and like you said, too, uh, it's funny how you start off with it, we, we may have not liked each other because yeah. it's, it's like a not like each it, other yeah, as yeah. in like a, a competitive yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thing. You know, definitely. it's that competitive nature that we grew up with. You know, mm-hmm. you grew up the same way I did to where, man, we're ballers at heart. We're Absolutely. just, we have that championship mindset, you know, so the guy across from me, you know, I'm going to tear him up. So I'm just, just to make that clear, yeah, no, definitely. You know, it's not really like <laughs> a, it was, we didn't like each other, but it was very competitive growing up, man. And, uh, you know, being, being able to grow up with you or even knowing your family at mm-hmm. that dude, um, your dad is somebody, uh, just touching on it real quick yeah, no, who has actually helped shape, um, I would say who I've become, you know, because yeah, we, we grew up playing ball against each other and I saw what you guys were about. Yeah. And, um, you know, one thing led to another playing, competitive baseball growing up playing against you guys so many times right so many times like we it was so many times to where we knew every single player on their team on our team they knew every single player and we basically knew the coaching styles and what the coaches were like yeah exactly and on top of that too we already knew like if we were in the same tournament we're gonna Uh see you in the championship (laughs) we'll see you there so we already knew what we were getting into Uh Um, so man, with that being said, once we're getting older and wiser, mm-hmm. um, our parents kind of brought it to, to our realization that man, all you guys could combine forces yeah. and end up at the same high school and really tear it up together. So that's one thing led to another. And that's how I ended up actually, you know, playing ball with you mm-hmm. at the high school. And, um, your dad was our coach, dude. And dude, blessing in disguise, bro. Really like they, uh, He'll probably be the first to tell you, dude. Everybody knows he was, was grinding me, bro. <laughs> like, on oh my ass, bro. I mean, it was on me. Yeah. But uh, it was all for a reason, bro. And uh-huh. he actually saw more into me that I didn't see in myself. Absolutely. And, and honestly, like, it all makes sense now. It took some time for it to make some sense. And to be quite honest with you, Fobs, whatever profession I'm in now or the person I'm in now, it really has a lot to do with what I went through then. Yeah. And it, You know, I remember having conversations with, you know, your dad and I bring him up a lot because he was at the field a lot. He was a huge, um, he was a huge part of your, uh, our lives, dude. you know, four years of playing ball, you know, sometimes even five with summers and you adding up, you know, eighth grade going into ninth grade, like that, that, that was majority. We're, we're, we're young. We're 25, 26 years old, bro. 27 years old. Like that's five years of our life that was accounted for. Oh dude. And it was, it became a family thing. Yeah. It became Mm -hmm. a family thing. We were like this, like we weren't just there to play ball and go home. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how much we did together and Absolutely. stuff like that, dude, things that shaped me along that way at the time, you know, I might've been oblivious to it, but now when I look back at it, dude, it's people like your dad who I could think who actually saw stuff into me that I didn't see myself, yeah. you know, the potential, the hidden potential of man, if you just bear down and, and put your mind right and get your grind right, man, you're going to tear it up, you know, and whatever it is you want to do. 
And, and with that being said, that's kind of what's opened my eyes to want to do for a lot of other people. Yeah. You know, like whenever I see somebody and whether it's in sales and whatever they're struggling with their life, if I could see like something that they don't, Mm -hmm. all it takes, man, is just that little, that little drive in somebody to where you just got to give them that little push. Yeah. And and when you give them that little push, man, next thing you know, they're looking up to me like I'm the hero. Like if I'm the man who got Mm -hmm. it done, but all along, yeah, it was Mm -hmm. all you. It was all you all along, but you really just didn't know what you had inside of you. You know, you got to tap yeah. into that potential that kind of we just all don't know we don't have. You Definitely. Know? No, dude, I think you touched on a lot of good points. Um, you know, I, I'm the father or I'm the son of my dad. And, you know, people always thought like, oh, you're biased towards your dad. You're, you're your coach's son. But the reality of it, bro, is I know he's a hard ass. Like yeah. he wasn't just a hard, hard ass on everyone else. He was a hard ass on me too. You yeah. know? So it was like, it was something we were all new to. And we all knew that every single high school had, you know, their, their coaches, their respected coaches, but everyone always seemed to know that my dad was the hard ass. And yeah. it took a certain type of person or kid to go to that school and be like, I'm going to put, you know, all of my years of baseball, the love that I have for it into, you know, this coach and see what he can make out of me. You know, Fabs, you know, it's one thing I learned from a guy like Coach Reyes yeah. is in the end of the day, you really don't have to like me. And I'm yeah. not here to go for somebody to like me. I'm not here yeah. for likes and follows. I'm really here because by the end of the day, whether you like me or not, you're going to respect me. Yeah. And that actually goes a whole lot longer than actually like, cause I agree. It could be people out there who I necessarily don't like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, man, but gosh dang, I got to respect that guy. Yeah. I got to respect that guy because of what he's about, what he does and how he does it because anybody can do certain things and there's many different yeah. ways to get things done. But man, the people who do it the right way with, with integrity you know, that's one thing that your dad really instilled into us is doing things with the integrity and gaining the trust from somebody rather than just just doing things with emotions, you know, going through the motions mm-hmm. because anybody could do that. Yeah, dude. Um, and I want you to touch on it a little bit, like your high school environment, like the type of person you were from uh, from my perspective. You know, you were a guy, you were a kid that was fearless. Yeah. You were somebody that like you know, you were confident, you knew what you were about, you knew that you were good at baseball and you knew that you had to survive, bro. You were in certain situations that you knew that it was either, if I go this route, it's going to be not as good as the route less traveled, which is no reason for me to go and play four years of baseball. No years, no reason for me to go to class, get good grades so that I can go to college. It's, you know, one or the other. Talk to me about that experience. You know, man, uh, that's the time where I tell you where I was really oblivious. Yeah. You know, like you're saying, people like you, you know, I knew how to walk with my head held high. Yeah. I knew how to walk like a winner. I knew how to walk with the, with the mentality. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, I was really shooting myself in the foot by applying that energy towards the wrong yeah. places. You know, I wanted to walk out head held high with, with the guys who put fear into people, you know, yeah. with the guys who are like, Oh, you don't mess with those guys or with the guys who on the weekends at the parties, the girls want to hang out with those guys because of the stuff that they were doing, you know, or that, you know, they look like they're having a little bit more fun per se, you know, and, and, and the grand scheme of things, bro, that really was getting me nowhere. I kind of put myself at a hole Mm -hmm. is what I did. And I didn't see it until I was already past that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I put myself at this hole where I was wondering like, man, how come this guy's getting an opportunity? How come, how come maybe, maybe a college is looking at that guy? You know, I, like you said, I knew my talent. Yeah. I knew what I had, but at the same time, what was really holding me back? 
And I was getting involved into different things to where it didn't keep me focused, yeah. man. I had to stay right here and I was very distracted. I was, I was distracted without knowing it. You know, I was able to be good on the field and still manage to go and have fun yeah. rather than being great on the field and, and pushing all the bullshit aside. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Um, and like I said, your, your background obviously was a little bit different than other people in this case in mine. I know I didn't have, you know, certain things that I was used to doing or even the flexibility, you know, I was coming from a very strict household and all I knew was baseball and school. Right. And I will, you know, in this case, you were able to grow out of that at such a young age. You know, yeah. when you were 19, you were done with that stuff. Yeah. When I was 19 and I was at NMSU playing ball, bro, that was my first time partying. Like yeah. my dad was yeah. never letting me go out during curfew, no parties on the weekends. Like I didn't like drinking. It was in college where I was like, oh, bro, this is fun. Yeah. Like, and there's never really a right way or a wrong way to experience that or what right. age. I mean, if you're 14, you probably shouldn't be at a party. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. But right. it is what it is. And I still went through that phase. Wow, this is fun, bro. Like parties, the girls, the guys, you know, we're playing ball together. My teammates are right here, but I didn't know how to balance it. You know, that's still a young age at 19 to be able to say like, oh, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. No more, not another drink, not another drink. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I still think we ended up in this, in a familiar position, Yeah, but we just totally different paths. You right. Know? Yeah, and I'm glad you actually bring that up, Foz, because Man, we have to go through these things. Yeah. And and I've talked about it recently, you know, embracing the journey. Yeah. You know, you have to embrace the journey and you're going to go through ups and downs and highs and lows and moments that you might not even understand why you're going through it. And yeah, man, I might have went through it at a younger stage in my life than others where I thought, man, this probably made or break my future yeah. because at a point, you know, I, I was, we're ballers, bro. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to play college ball. I'm going to go to the MLB. I'm going to tear it up. Mm -hmm. That was the only way. Whenever I got to a point where I'm not even playing college ball, I kind of realized that bus is gone. Yeah. That bus is gone. And I'm like, what did I really do with my life? And, and yeah, whenever everybody's out partying and doing this thing and, and going through the college experience, maybe through something that I already went through. Yeah. I had to go through that and I realized that I had to go through that because yeah, once college came, it was like buckled down. Yeah. You know, I buckled mm -hmm. down, I had my first daughter, blessing, man. Mm -hmm. And and it was just off to the races from there, dude. And and that's getting into the college life, right? So I I go to college and I don't know what I'm going for. You know, it's just yeah. one of those things where I'm like, man, I didn't I'm not playing ball. I gotta do something. Mm -hmm. So I go to college, man, and I'm just starting classes and it's from all right, do I wanna do I want to go to school for criminal justice? You know, because, you know, is that something I'm interested in? I, yeah. I, I already know, you know, I always thought, you know, if I already know how to think ahead of the criminals, I should be able to catch them there well, you, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, thinking that realm. And uh -huh. when I'm going to school, dude, you know, I'm walking around and I don't know how I ended up in a business college, bro, but I end up in a business college knowing that by the end of the day, I just want to be the man, bro. Yeah. I want to be the man. When people think of like, man, I need something, I'm going to go to Richie. If mm -hmm. I need it, whatever it is. When I walk in, they're going to know Richie's the man. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to school for business. So I end up going to school for business. Long story short, we get to the end of the road of business, man. And college flies by like that, you know. So when we get to that end of the road, man, I have certain opportunities to either take a, a business management position in Houston, in Arizona, mm -hmm. places to get away and, and, and do great with myself. But at the time, sadly, my daughter's mom and I, you know, were splitting up and I couldn't just leave her here. Yeah. So, uh, bro, like, I mean, I'm a religious guy, you know, yeah. I, I believe in, you know, God and his works. 
And somehow, you know, I end up applying for a job walking in to Borman, you know, to sell cars. And, um, you know, our, our good friend Taylor, his mom, Christy, she tells me, Richie, I think you should do it. Like, I think yeah. you'll, you'll do good. Like, you, you could talk to people. You make friends. I think you'll do all right. And, dude, I, I was scared, bro. I was yeah, scared. Yeah. I was like, I've never sold anything, you know, on the right way, this way. I've never, I don't know cars. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know anything of what I'm doing. How many people actually go in and buy cars? You know, these mm-hmm. are expensive things. And I just went in, man. I just went in and I did it. And first day on the job, bro, sold, sold a car, man. I, I walk in, I have somebody, actually, this is how it goes. I, I lock in the job, I get the drug test done and my manager tells me, all right, well, since the pay plan is set up a certain way, we're not going to start you until February 1st because it's already January 30th. We're going to end the month. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so I'll start up, you know, beginning of February. I go to the gym that day and just me being me, just networking. I'm talking to this lady. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to start selling cars this week, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm going to start working at Borman. And she's like, really? Like, I'm, I'm looking to buy a vehicle. So one thing led to another. I called my boss. I was like, hey, boss, like, could I actually go in tomorrow? Like, I already have somebody ready to buy a car. I really don't want to wait. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I'll see. Why not? Come in. First day on the job, bro. I go in, have her meet me there. She That's meets crazy. me, buys the car, bro. I have one of the other sales. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guy, can can you take a picture of me with my, my mm-hmm. customer? He takes a picture and, uh, you know, steps away. And he's like, hey, man, you know you're not supposed to do that until you close the deal, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, bro. She already bought the car. Yeah. And he looks at me in shock. And from that day on, bro, I already knew. I was like, all right. This is it. Yeah, this is it. That's all it is. It's just like that from one thing to another. And she was happy as can be. I felt like the man, bro. Like, it, it just... That's where I, I learned the high of selling cars, man. And it just one thing to the next and end up getting into real estate, dude. And, you know, here I am, you know, just trying to figure out the whole entrepreneurship that I, that I went to school for. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sales is a, is a very competitive field, bro, which is why I feel like people that align with sports and are very competitive, not even say that you have to play sports, but man, it's a, it's a, I bet you it's euphoric, you know, bro. being on that hunt. And I will say, speaking from like a opposite side, like, bro, I'd be going to the car dealerships at 6 a.m. because I don't want to deal with some of y'all. Like, yeah, some of y'all yeah. are just too much, bro. I'm sorry. Bro. I get it. Hey, man, you got to have somebody yeah. like me with yeah. you, though. I'll keep all the zombies <laughs> off your back, bro. I'm like walking dead. I'll just hang out with you. No, and honestly, just make sure. right? I'm just, it's, it's funny, bro. But no, I can I can definitely see how 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 much it could feel good to put someone in a better position than that oh, yeah. they were in the past, you know? Oh, yeah. That's got to feel good. Yeah, so that's where I really learned what I really enjoy and like to do, bro. Yeah. So being in the car sales, man, just to be able to have that power mm-hmm. to make somebody feel good, you know, whether it's buying the car. You know, sometimes people come in and the guy across the street or Main Street Motors told him, man, you can't get this car. Whether they judge them off their first mm-hmm. look or whether they actually looked into it and they just didn't want to put in the work. They just felt, you know, you can't get this car, but probably, and what they're saying is I can't get you this car. Yeah. So the way I see it is, man, that's come to me. So whenever I could help somebody and they're like, man, you can't get it done, Richie. Like I don't have money down. I can't get financed. I've never financed anything in my life. Mm-hmm. And then I get it done for them, man. And by the end of the day, dude, they're going around and telling everybody how Richie got it done. That right there, bro, is just rewarding for me, bro. And it's, I don't, yes, of course I make money selling cars, Yeah. you know, just like, like I always tell people, you want to order a pizza, you're, you're not knocking the guy who's making your pizza. Yeah. You know, he's there to make you your pizza and he's going to get paid for it. Obviously, you need a vehicle and you need somebody to sell you that vehicle. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to take your money. Your $30,000 you're spending on this car isn't coming to me. Yeah. So by the end of the day, you're going to pay that money and I'm going to help you leverage everything I can and my knowledge and, and my power to help you get in a better position than what you're in now. 
or else you wouldn't be here. It's human testimony, bro. I've had, I think, dad and sister buy cars from you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, your your dad, I want to say, he's already gotten... He's two, yeah, two. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so two. three cars in the family by three. You. Yeah, and he makes that a point. Trust me, he makes know, that a point. Yeah, he yeah. says, "Richie, this is going to be our third vehicle within the past year. Richie, can can we do something here?" And I do everything I can, man, and no, that's why yeah, I tell my customer, and I really go to bat for you. And it's people like that, bro, referrals or people who come directly for me that means the most to me because I know that they're they're looking at me to get something done. They yeah. trust in me, and that's that's a crazy thing to think about, bro. You know, I have people like my old baseball coach grown adults, you know, who at one point I look up to, it's crazy how it's not necessarily the cars have turned, but I think it's crazy. I'll have this responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, I have this responsibility on my shoulders that dang, they look at me like Mm -hmm. as the professional, like I'm not just little Richie no more. They look at me as like, you're the professional and I'm coming to because I trust you. Yeah. You know, and I, I really take a lot of pride in that, you know, when people come to me and they actually trust in me, because man, we can go a long way together, you Absolutely. know, and it, it makes a lot of good, quick and easy business. Whenever I have somebody across from me who actually trusts me and from there on, everybody's happy. Well, and you can push it the wrong way. Like at the end, yes, they're getting the car, but they're buying you, yeah. you know, you're, they're buying you because you're giving them the, the security, the confidence, the comfortability and trust to get into that car. Yep. What, it's not just like a, Oh, grab and go. Here's five bucks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you're there for a few hours, you know, at least and talking to you. It's 100%. not just about, Oh, sign this paper. It's also, oh, um, you know, you got kids, you know, how much your family doing, whatever it looks oh, like. So yeah, definitely you got to be on point and regardless, you can't put food on the table unless you are investing time into these people. Right. You know? And, and that's what I tell people, you know, you know, the customer can really feel your energy a hundred percent, man. And they're going to find whatever reason they need to, to go mm-hmm. and buy a vehicle somewhere else. Cause by the end of the day, you're here and you're going to buy a vehicle no matter what yeah. I always say, but people really don't care about how much, you know, and so they know about how much you care is what I say. Yeah. So whenever I can actually gain that friend first and really, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So, you know, I really want to listen to what they're here for, you know, as a car salesman, you know, we're, we're problem solvers. Yeah. You know, you go in with a problem, whether it's you need a new vehicle, whether you need to upgrade or your vehicle's trash, we have to solve a problem. Yeah. But if I don't sit there and listen, I might not ever hear what the problem really is. Mm-hmm. So if I sit there and hear you out, whatever it is, we get one step to the next and actually move forward. But man, that's, that's the biggest thing is actually being able to sit there and listen to the customer and gain the friend because... Like I said, by the end of the day, they're going to buy no matter what. Yeah. The, the machines, they really sell themselves. It's really, I'm selling myself. And as a businessman, you know, in entrepreneurship, that's why I think this whole car sales thing, you know, and I tell you that I'm, I'm like a spiritual religious guy. I believe it had to have happened for a reason. Yeah, definitely. Because in, in business, I feel like sales is the biggest thing that you could learn. Mm-hmm. And that's from what I've learned. And it really, you're just selling yourself. By the end of the day, you're going to be selling yourself and not necessarily the product because they, they do need the product, but they're going to find a reason why they need to trust the product from you. Yeah, dude, absolutely. You got to build that trust and confidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, regardless of it's actually being inside, you know, a car dealership or doing something other than, you know, selling knives on the street. Oh, yeah. It's not about how much money you're making. It's about are you ready to take that next step? You know, no one wants to grow up and say, I'm going to be a car dealer. Yeah, nobody, you know? dude. Not, even that. myself, dude. Even right. my own family no. at the barbecues, you know, they're like, oh, you sell cars? Yeah. Oh, you sell cars? Oh, well, I'm not trying to screw me. Like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's the same perception and I get it. And that's exactly why 
I want to change that perception. Uh-huh. Or if I can't change it, the whole perception, I at least want people to know, come and see me because they know with me, it's a whole different experience. Yeah. You know well, what I you mean? You know, people are going to, you are going to do whatever it is that God's putting in your path. You know, yeah. everyone has to start somewhere, bro. My first job was when I was 20 years old and I was literally scraping down, washing walls from kids, drawing crayons on it. Like I wasn't happy about it, but I obviously wasn't mad. I was like, it's a blessing, bro. I'm getting yeah. 350 bucks a check. Exactly. I've never made a dollar in my, in my yeah, life. Let's bro. go. So let's, let's roll let's it go up. buy some new shoes. That overtime. <laughs> like, let me do something. And I have a video of like, and I'll always keep it to the, to the day I die. And the, the more I keep, you know, doing things and like, you know, opening and expanding, just me scrubbing that wall. And you know, my, my supervisor at the time, she's laughing, but she's laughing. Cause it's funny. Cause I was like, yo, you know, asking my boss, what, what do I got to do next? Like, I'm done with this. What can I, oh, you can scrub the walls. Yeah. Like he was being slick and I'm like, I'll scrub the walls. I'll scrub the Let's, walls. Let's so I started go. scrubbing them, bro. And I'm just like, I didn't care. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm, you know, in some instances I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get back to being in terms of that determined with stuff, but I'm still the same guy. Like right. You tell me to, you know, walk 10 miles and I'm going to find the answer to this question. I'm going to walk 10 miles, but yep. I'm going to get there quicker than other people. Amen, you know bro. I mean? And I love that you say that because I always say like, no matter what it is, I always tell myself, no matter what it is I'm going to do, I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. Like rather I'm flipping burgers, bro, I'm going to be the mm-hmm. best burger flipper you've met, bro. Mm-hmm. But if I'm selling cars, I'm going to be the best car sales professional you've met. Yeah. So whenever you leave there, you're feeling good. You know, whatever it is that we do, we put our, our effort into and we mm-hmm. go hard and we, we do good at it because anybody could just do things good. Yeah. But, you know, you got to be great. You know, that's what creates people to go around. If you really want to make a difference in your life, somebody else's life, that's what's going to make the difference. Because we could go into, let's say, the game, you know, we could go into the restaurant and we want to get some service. Now, the service is good. You're not going to walk out of there and tell everybody, man, that service was so good. Like, you're just going to walk out there because that's what you expected as a, as a customer. Yeah. But whenever you get great service and you walk out of there, that's what's going to create you to go and tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's what's creating those raging fans and getting your ball rolling. And you really just sit back and it's like a word of mouth does everything for you. Absolutely. So I could just do a good job like another good sales professional. But man, when I do great, you know, and I show you my knowledge or I show you that I'm here for you or if I just whatever it is that I put my effort into when I go great at it. Oh, man, like that right there is. Yeah, it does wonders. And it it might just open doors to another another avenue. You know, I I started freaking washing cars for my first job. Mm -hmm. One thing led to another. I was in HVAC and then now here I am selling cars and. It's just trying to a ripple effect on what I needed to learn along the way. You Definitely, know? bro. Yeah. I wanted to touch on, you mentioned you had opportunities to go out to Houston and, and Arizona and, you know, you said no for, for the reasons that you mentioned, but what chose you to go with those reasons? Because, you know, at any point in time, you could easily made that selfish decision and like, I'm going to make this work. This is my life. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I feel like another part of you that I've seen in terms of when you, found out you were pregnant because you were pregnant in high school. Yeah. You found yeah, out well, fresh, you found fresh out, out, out. Fresh out. Yeah, fresh yeah out we're fresh school. out of high so school. Yeah. Like, we were all still like, we all still talked to each other. We knew that you were getting ready to have a kid. Yeah. I feel like that, that's, that switch flipped for you at that moment, bro. Like, I feel like we all saw a different Richie and then you have your kid. And in this case, you're put into the decision to leave or to stay. That's huge, bro. Like, yeah. talk us through what what made you stay. Like, what was, you know, you, you explain why, but dive a little bit deeper on that. Yeah, bro. Um, You know, that's my first kid, uh-huh. as it is. You know, my first baby. But then my first daughter. 
you know, and that's whenever, I don't know, I think, uh, like you said, the, it just flipped to where I kind of realized this isn't about me anymore. Yeah, It's not about me. Like there's a whole nother life that I was, you know, selfish enough to bring into this world. Mm-hmm. You know, I brought this. So now it's up to me to make sure that they have the best life possible, better than what I've ever had. Yeah, That's the way I grew up. You know, my dad always told me, I'm going to give you a life better than I had. And I want you to do the same for your kids. So, man, if I could just, I like that, you know, if yeah. I could just keep continuing that, man, it's just going to get greater and greater. And, um, dude, like, it just, it flipped, bro. And and I knew that I couldn't, I don't think I would have been able to focus if I would have taken off, leaving her here to where I had to focus on going back and forth or figuring yeah. out a parenting plan, things like that. I really had to sit and pray on it on what I, what did I have to do? What did I really have to do to make things work the right way? Yeah. And, and dude, honestly, I, it just, one thing led to another, just job hunting mm-hmm. and do from trying to find things in business or professional, like, like in hotel hospitality, stuff like that. And I'm doing all these job interviews, just walking into the dealership, bro. is just that lucky because who knows, maybe if I didn't find anything, yeah. I might've just went and taken those job opportunities because mm-hmm. I, I might've needed them. But I think it was just that blessing in disguise of walking into the right place at the right time yeah. that helped me stay here. That helped me decide like, I'm going to stay here and this is what I'm going to do because I actually think I can do it because there's actually other people who have more belief in me that I might have in myself. Yeah. And sometimes I need to open up my eyes and, and give that credibility to myself because sometimes if I never, if it weren't for them, I probably would have made the wrong choice or be in a whole different spot right now. And, and making that choice, man, to, to stay here, you know, I just went to school for four years for this to get a job in business and now I'm not going to accept a position in, in business management. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it took a lot out of me, dude. But I think just going on the whim and being in that right spot at the right time and end up just going with it and going yeah. all in and how it happened so fast, it helped me stay in yeah. and, and make it work. But I don't think if I, if I was able to make it happen as fast as it did, Man, I've seen a lot of people go into the car industry who are in and out within a week, Mm. in and out within that month, bro, because of the fact that it's not an easy thing. You know, you have to really master it or just go in kind of like a natural, you know, going as a new guy. And I don't know, man, just I think helping me stay here was right spot at the right time. Yeah. Right spot. It's organic. You know what I'm saying? Like you can. You almost get that sense of like feeling good whenever you walk into a place and you feel good about it and leave and you show up every day. And although you're going to have some bad days, you know, but it still feels right yeah. you know, to whereas you have a bad day somewhere else is very different. You know, it's not around family or in this case, your daughter. It's it's more than just about you now. You know, it's about your daughter. And yeah. Sometimes that's what you mentioned. Like you got to push through because you have people believing in you that oh, yeah. you want to provide for. Yeah. And your daughter is first and foremost, the most important person in that. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and being that, you know, like we say that other people believe in like just walking into the right environment, bro, where people would believe in you. Yeah. You know, like I literally walked in and I remember the salesman at the time asked me, you know, he's trying to, trying to greet me, trying to up Mm -hmm. me, trying to see if I want to buy a car. And I'm like, nah, man, honestly, I'm just here to look for a job. And he's like, okay, what kind of job? I was like, honestly, bro, I really don't care. I just, I need a good job. Mm-hmm. And I remember, man, the manager at the time, my manager who who mentored me, man, he's great. 
I just see him peek over his computer and he's like, you ever sold anything? So I was like, nah. He's like, well, I like this guy. He said, you have time for an interview? Sit down. Dude, I sat down right there, man, and just kicked it off with him. Just like that, dude, just right across from each other. Yeah. And that's when I really, he's like, here's a schedule. Make sure it's good with your family. And if it is, I th- go do the, the drug test and we got you. You're, you're hired. And I walked out of there and I was just like, damn, that was cool. Like, you went old school, bro. Yeah. You just showed up to the place. Oh, dude, I, just, I literally just showed up to the place, bro. Showed up, man, did it on the spot, dude. I didn't know what I was getting into. He just hit me with a, you want a job? Or he said, I like this guy. I like this guy. Go sit down. One thing led to the next, dude. And, and literally when I left, I was just like, I think I'm going to do it. Like, this guy's yeah. cool. And that's when I, I called Christy. And I'm like, like I'm going to take your advice. Like, I don't know if I should do this or not. Like, you, like I've always listened to you. I was really tight with Taylor, you know? Yeah. And, and she's like, Richie, do it. Like, you're going to do good. And that's whenever I hit the first sale, dude. And when I hit the first sale and whenever my manager saw me do that, oh, dude, me and him looked at each other and we knew we were, we were game on, dude. And we just had a lot of fun together because he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And I knew how to bring the people in. So he knew how to get deals done that I feel like other people couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's just what made me look like a star. You know, I'm over there getting deals done, dude. And people are like, dang, Richie, you got it done. And I'm just sitting back, man. I'm like, thank God for my manager. Right? You yeah, know, thank like God for shit. my manager. He's, he's believing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And man, it's just that opportunity, dude, was life changing. Super life changing because one thing led to the next. End up using the money I made there, invest into real estate, getting a real estate license and you know, without ever having that opportunity, bro, or even somebody saying like, dude, you could do it. Or yeah, like, I think you're going to do good. Sit down, you know, without nobody ever told me, dude, I would have never gone into sales. I would have never gone. And then, you know, the more I I start reading books and try to learn a little bit more from people really doing it, you know, the one thing I've learned, dude, is sales is everything. Yeah. Sales is everything. And if you really want to be a businessman, you really want to master sales. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not here to be your, your car guy forever. I am sad to say, but I'm here to help people as much as I can. And as long as I'm selling cars, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. If I'm selling houses, that's what I'm doing. If I'm flipping pancakes, bro, I'm doing as many as I can for the biggest community, whatever it is. So everywhere I go, it's just one thing to the next. And right now it just so happens that that's what it is, but I think we're I'm about this close to uh, venturing off to the next step, dude. And so what's, what's the goal, bro? What's like your, what's, what's going to be your, your endpoint to finally be like, okay, like now I feel like I've accomplished what it is that I want to accomplish. You know, serial entrepreneurship, um, serial entrepreneurship. I want to start businesses, get them going, watch them flourish and onto the next. But I also want to show I want to show others how to do that. Okay. I want to, I think something that's going to fulfill me as much as I like to help people, as much as I like to help people feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, make them bring out the best potential in themselves, help Mm -hmm. them do things that they could have never thought they could have done or make money. They never thought they could have made. I want to, I want to be like a life coach I want a life coach people or sales training coach to where if you want to get into sales, I'll show you how to get into sales and how to do it the right way how to earn people's trust in business over and over and over again. I want to, I want to help people get up and just feel the greatness in themselves so they can go out and accomplish whatever it is they're doing. And I think, you know, starting that, whether it's like a, a whole elite team that I have to help me coach people up, 
but that's the biggest goal. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Is he's actually in Arizona? His name's Andy Elliott. Andy Elliott. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's a he's a sales coach. Okay. And same thing, dude. The guy's just leveling people up. And I feel like when I do that, not only is it fulfillment in myself watching me bring somebody up, mm-hmm. but man, they're like I said, by the end of the day, all I want is they're gonna look at me like a god, bro. Mm-hmm. Like this guy just literally helped me change my life. Like Richie Rich is the man. You yeah. know, and I just really that by the end of the day, that I think is the ultimate goal is to help as many people as I possibly can, you know, blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. You know, and I want everybody to feel that because the more we have, we're like literally in a time right now, bro, in this era that we have so much opportunity to take advantage of. And a lot of us can. It's just a matter of who's going to come with us. You no, know, that's that's really all it comes down to. And um, I think it's a plan that's that's worth living out. You know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be something I tell people all the time that I meet, uh, across, whether it's them starting their own gym, whether it's them, you know, running two to three different types of businesses or, you know, them working in corporate America. I'm like, your, your mission has always have to align with something bigger than just yourself. And, you know, I work with a couple of athletes on the side, which I'm getting that kind of venture started with BHD and really influencing athletes to be, you know, a better person in advocating for themselves, you know, like when they're in that era of like sophomore, junior, senior year, and they're ready to go out and play college ball. Like this is what you need to focus on. You know, this is what you need to work on, but by all means have a mission that doesn't tie to a result. It ties to who you are as a person and how you can be as of service to your community. Right. So that's exactly it, bro. That's exactly it is. I want to, by the end of the day, I really want to serve my people. Yeah. I want to serve my people. And I realized I enjoyed doing that just through the, what I'm in now, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, it's, like, it's all stepping stones. Mm-hmm. And I've just realized I really enjoy helping as many people as I can. And I think that's just going to be the way I can do it is just serving as many people as I can level up and, and get to the right position. You yeah, know, dude. just like how coach Ray has even helped me, you know, he tapped in and, and instilled something into me to where at the time I didn't understand it, yeah. but I believed in it and I worked with it, pushed forward and man, I'm glad I did. Yeah, dude, absolutely. So with your, with what you got going on right now, do you envision yourself to venture off somewhere else? Is Crucis the place that you're going to call home for the rest of your life? Or what does that look like for you? Oh man, dude. So Crucis will always be home. Yeah. And I, that's why I plan to get successful enough to where I can have my spot in Arizona, Mm -hmm. my favorite vacation spot in Miami, Mm -hmm. you know, and different spots and even have business out there, you know, real estate being one of the biggest ones. I really love real estate to where if I want to do real estate in a different city, I could easily just travel over there for the week, Mm -hmm. lock in some deals and do my thing. Even if I have businesses running over there, I can check in on them, make sure they're flourishing and doing great and move on to the next city or whatever it is. So serial entrepreneurship on a bigger scale to where I'm Las Cruces will always be home. I've realized, but, uh, I will never be tied down here. Yeah. You know, I'll always come back here to my route, but I think, uh, there's always going to be bigger and better and more purpose for me elsewhere. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the the main thing, man, is I want to, but for right now with these kids, you know, and whatnot, I really got to watch them flourish here and make sure that they're, we're ground set. And then we'll be off to the races. And I mean, I think that's a great plan, dude. Just traveling, I think, is something that I've really appreciated with baseball, you know, being my first ever time to travel. But I do, you just get a sense of like, you know, feeling like, oh shit, dude, I did this. You know, like anytime I travel, I'm like, man, like I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like you're putting your best foot forward, you're experiencing new things. And 
the only, the only better time to travel is when you have people with you that you can show. Yeah. And it kind of keeps you going. Yeah. It keeps mm-hmm. you going. I mean, I don't know about you, but I travel, I like to spend money and yeah. I like to do nice things. Not for the reason of likes, not yeah. for the yeah. reason of a status quo. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. The reason I do these things is because it's what I envisioned on um, what I wanted to do, yeah. what I wanted to experience. And on top of that, to keep me pushing for more. Cause I know if I just live right here, then I'll always be okay uh-huh. and I'll be fine. But man, let's say if I go and take this big vacation or let's say I want to go and fly nice, or if I want to go and stay in a penthouse, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do so, but it's either only going to push me to make the money to do so, or it's going to push me if I've already made it to go back and make more. Get that feeling again. Exactly. And, and it kind of gives you a taste of that lifestyle, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll go, go out to Vegas, dude. I make sure I have a driver and I make sure that I'm staying in a nice spot. I make sure people are waiting for me ahead of time, wherever I go. And it's not to be like bad and bougie in yeah. a sense, but it's to get a taste of that. So that next time that's going to be a norm for me. You know, that's going to be a norm to where it's, it's already paid for. It's already done. I might be struggling to make that happen now, but later on, that's just going to be an everyday thing. Yeah, dude. And we're all struggling. Like I said, I think I, I can relate to that because, you know, out of my girlfriend and I, I'm the spender. Like I love to celebrate, Yeah. you know, even if it's for like a small thing, bro, like, oh, like I just left this job and went into another one. Boom. We're celebrating. Yeah, like, Let's do it. And she yep. always makes fun of me, but I think that's what she appreciates about myself too is there's always a win that needs to be celebrated. You know, right. even if it's as simple as a nice dinner, dude, like it needs to be celebrated. But I, I attest to what you're saying because, you know, we'll go out to Scottsdale and we'll, you know, we'll have a nice dinner and we'll go, you know, go shopping or whatever it is. And we'll go to the top, you know, the top floor yep. and, you know, where all the designer yeah. stuff is. And I'm like, hey, I want to go in there. And she's like, why? Like, she's more of the type of like, we're not going in there until we have the money to go in there. I'm like, I respect that. But I'm the type of, I want to go in there because I want to know what it feels like so that I can be like, I'm going to be in here someday. Yeah. Like, you want a little I'm, taste of yeah, that. Yeah. I'm going to be in here someday. Not to say like, I'm, that's going to be my whole wardrobe, bro, but I like nice stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And I want to know that I have the conviction of stepping in somewhere and being like, I can get this, but I, I'm not going to do it. You exactly. know what I'm saying? But I know I can be in here and feel like, you know, I'm just as good as y'all exactly. for myself. You know, exactly. I started here and now I'm here. Exactly. And it's, it's the same thing as by the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, of how happy you are. Uh-huh. And that's why I do all this, you know, that's yeah. why I do what I do or I am the way I am. Cause by the end of the day, when I look in the mirror, I'm happy with what I see. I'm happy with what I've done. When I go outside and I look at my house and I look in my garage, I'm happy with what I've done for myself. It's mm-hmm. not for anybody else, but myself and my family. Yeah. And, and you said it right, man, is, is celebrating. You have to celebrate the small wins definitely, because we get so caught up and fixated on why we're not here yet. You know, we're like, man, like if I'm, I, I can't wait to go into Louis V and just mm-hmm. spend racks, but why not go in there a little bit and get a little taste of it? Because if you have a small win, you need to know what it's like to get yeah. you to that next level. You know, there's levels to it. You got to crawl before you walk. So you really want to celebrate those small wins and take them in and be grateful for them because you're not where you were yesterday. Definitely. And, and you're just that much closer to where you're trying to get. So, I mean, that's big time, man. You got to celebrate the small wins and, and make it work. <laughs> it's you got to start from the bottom, bro. And that's why I said, like, I was doing this out of, you know, in this case, my own apartment. Well, actually, I started this in 2018 and I was doing this out of you know, a a studio, which was, yeah, it was great. But then it moved into, you know, my own house, my own apartment. And then it moved into moving to Arizona and running it out of a living room to moving it out into my girl's place to where I got out of my lease to, you know, it's expensive, 
we're renting to one small one bedroom apartment. I'm running this podcast in a living room with four people where my girlfriend's in the other bedroom, sharing yeah. one bathroom, doing her stuff. Yeah. It's like, I look back on those days and I'm like, bro, those were just as much fun to do as being here where I'm, you know, I'm in Farmer Ranch or I got to be at Blue Moon yesterday. Like I appreciate it just as much as I appreciate those small times, right. bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. And, and that's the biggest thing, dude, is, uh, knowing, knowing where you've come from, you know, and, and taking all that in and, and, you know, you've, you've been through it and there's in any business that we have, there's going to be these, what we say hurdles, you know, we're all going to have to overcome these hurdles and what you went through, you know, you, you go through hurdles and you, you kind of have to adapt and overcome. So like the only thing that's like really the only thing that's really guaranteed, I was told, is change. You know, the, yeah. the only thing that is really guaranteed is going to be change. So, like in business, whatever it is, we're going to, we're guaranteed change. Yeah. So, we can't get comfortable and complacent. So, being that, you know, you go through these changes, it's up to you to adapt and overcome. Yeah. You know, it's like how I've said it before, you know, like we're in sports. Right. You know, you play different sports. So, we're, let's say things aren't going our way mm-hmm. and we can't figure it out. What does coach do? Calls timeout. Mm-hmm. Call timeout real quick and regroup. Let's come up with a new little game plan real quick and make some adjustments and let's go. Yeah, but if absolutely. we stay where we're at, we're probably going to lose this game. You know, we're going to call timeout, adapt, overcome, adjust, and let's go. Definitely. So it's the same thing as with what you've experienced, what you've done. And I'm so happy to see that, you know, you, you've made it this far, dude. Appreciate like it, there's dude. a lot of people who they'll get into something and they're out like that. Oh, it's easy. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's not perfect, bro. Like I think, you know, which I'm was going to ask you too, and I'll chime on it a little bit is like my biggest challenge for the rest of this year going to 2024 is, you know, staying consistent with the quality, right. you know, I want to be, you know, I've gotten to the point to where, you know, the podcast is here, the brand is here, it's known, but the consistent quality of what it should be has lacked in some areas, you know, yeah. whether it's getting too busy with, you know, some other things or, you know, some other sides of business, but really just being consistent and making that quality time to put into that as much as I put into other things and also put into my relationship, you know, like I want to keep growing as a person. The only way I can be good for business and for relationship and for other things down the line is to be the best that I can be mentally, physically. So, um, but what, what would you say is your biggest thing that you're working on for the rest of the year moving forward? Uh, for me, the rest of the year moving forward, man, is, uh, actually you know growing myself you know i really want to grow myself because in order for people to buy into me and believe in me and what i have to say and if i could tell you you can do it there's no credibility behind that if i can't even do it myself yeah you know when i'm telling people to get up pull the sheets out of your ass and get going if i can't even do that myself by 5 6 a.m and get myself in the gym and i'm telling you to do that there's no point. Yeah. You know, I have nobody's credibility and I wouldn't even listen it's to it. It's a sour me. taste. Exactly. And you know, it's like, this guy's a fraud, mm-hmm. you know? So this year actually, you know, and I've, I've like to say I've been on it mm-hmm. and I've been on a good path, but this year for the rest of this year, and it's probably why you haven't seen as much post every day is because I'm really trying to focus more on my, you know, development and my growth to be right here. Yeah. Every single day I'm going to be up and I'm going to be in the gym four or 5 a.m., I'm, you know, looking to grow every single day, read, gain more knowledge. And actually by the end of the year, the, uh, within this growth of myself, I want to start a business. So come next year, beginning of the year, 
we're off to the races with everybody who's running with me. Yeah. And, and that they're going to run with me because they know my credibility. They know that I've put in the work myself and I've actually, I'm not only telling you to do something, but I won't tell you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to be on the foreground too. So if I'm telling you get up and let's get it, then I'm going to get up and I'm going to get it too. So right now I'm, I'm doing that within myself and I'm getting my mind right and my grind right the rest of 2023. So that come 2024, whoever Ready. wants to come with me to the top, I'll see you there. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. Well said. And, you know, to sum this all up, you know, great, you know, great conversations going on on just what, what about your life? And then obviously into just main aspects that I feel like as, you know, middle-aged men that we're trying to get better at or middle-aged people that are trying to get better at and be successful, you know, where our successes are. But what do you, what would you tell your, your 17 year old self if you had to look back? That's tell my 17 year old self anything, man. It's uh, trust the process, trust the process and, and believe in yourself as much as others believe in you. Don't let somebody else believe in you more than you believe in yourself because right there, that's your, your own worst enemy. Yeah. And that's really what I was. I was my own worst enemy. And there was a lot of people who definitely believed in me, you know, but I didn't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I know I, I didn't see it in myself what they saw. And if I were, you know, the quicker you can do that, the, the better off you're going to be and the faster you're going to get to where you want to go. You know, sometimes it takes somebody else looking from a different perspective and they know your vision and they know your goals and they know your ambition, Yeah. but you might not be taking the right steps to get there. And that's where I was. And, and if I could tell my 17 year old self, anything, man is, is wake it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just wake it up. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks, bro. Nah, man. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure, bro. I was waiting for the moment, man. Put me on the <laughs> podcast. Let's go. I'm like season in, season in, season in. I'm still not on. I'm glad to be here, bro. Thank you. It was good timing, dude. Oh, appreciate you. Thank you.